And I'm very proud of you, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. You took the bull by the horns, bro. I appreciate you showing me how to do that so we could. Because I told you, like, seeing it, like, I'm like, yo, bro, like, we're upset about this. But, like, we're, like, stagnating in ourselves. So since you can't do it, show me how to do it so I can do it so that it can get done. And it's gotten done. We backtracked. And I told you, you were, like, start for me. I was like, nah, in my mind, I want to work my way backwards so that I know what I've gotten up. And then go from where I took over from. And it's, it's easy. But it's tedious. It's tedious. Um, it's like yesterday, consuming. I got up all those episodes up yesterday while doing it. Um, and I woke up. I started around, I'll say maybe 10.30-ish, 10.40. And I worked through to about 2, 2.30, getting everything up, getting everything tagged. You know, everything, making sure everything was good. You know, uh, one of the bigger things for me is, like, not messing up the times they go up so that they're yeah. in the right chronological order. And that'll sometimes mess me up because I actually started at right, 10 a.m., 11 a.m. and like go like that when I should really start it a little earlier so I can keep track and not, well, what time did I do the last one? I have to jump. And then, so once I get like a hold of that better mind and stop fucking myself there mentally on that, I won't have the problems I've been. But like just doing that. But, but. it's also a testament on how to take anything really and, and even at the very most minimal way, like monetize it. Like, we do a TV show, but then after the TV show is done, the process is you rip the video off the internet, start chopping it up, make everything into sound bites. We dump it onto Anchor and get it syndicated to all the platforms. So it, whether you have a, a television show or a little radio show or whether you're recording your voice on your phone, you can easily syndicate shit for free and then generate revenue based on the advertising that you set up. Like, with Anchor, the first thing, the first option was... Anchor FM as a sponsor. So we cut a little promo and you got to do it the right way. So one of the things that we had to learn was don't put the ad in the beginning because you got to just jump straight into it, get people hooked, then the ad plays and then they have to finish it out. Yeah. If every episode that you do, as soon as you click play, you hear the same exact ad, everybody's going to just turn away from that shit. Yeah. So it, it, it's been a learning process, but I think now we got a, a solid flow. In. But even how you told me how, how we did it in the beginning when we first when we went to Anchor, how we would have to cut the episode in the middle while we were recording, save it, and then restart a new segment. And then you realize, you know, you could upload it, cut it there, split it, and put the ad in. And doing that, even because you can hear the differences in them. These ones, I told you, like, I try to find, like, a wavelength where, like, right, there's a lull there. Let's yeah. bang, hit that cut, and move it forward. Um, what you you said, I just click in the middle wherever it is and then put that shit. It's done. Like, be right in the middle of a word. <laughs> so then I said, so then I said, but that's what if you're like watching anything on YouTube, they don't know when the shit is gonna fuck. That's when they just drop the commercial, drop it wherever it is. Fuck, I missed it. Now you wait the commercial and you keep running back, yeah. But even just from when we started doing Anchor, when was that last year? Last year, when we start, we, we put it on there after we started. We were looking for, because we originally put them on, we were doing the gram, then we're going to do the YouTube, and then we're like, nah, let's just go back to audio podcasting. And even when we were doing YouTube, we weren't putting out we videos, but they were audio videos, but only audio on it, like with the little looped uh, animation. Can you pull up, when was the first episode that we dropped on Anchor? That had to be last September. Last, I didn't even realize say, that. No, nah, I'm actually going to probably, I'm going to guess last August if I'm not mistaken. I have it open right here. We had a fucking one year anchor anniversary and we didn't even acknowledge uh, that first shit. First episode we dropped on anchor last year was 
September 5th. September 5th. Holy yes, shit. Damn, we missed our anniversary, bro. We did. We did. We certainly did, man. Jesus Christ. But we've been, you know, there's so much going on at that time. You know, this is what's funny about it is that <clears throat> when we first started doing it, we was just recording the, the little podcast, putting them out. Then we had a flow. We was doing this shit, dropping, what, one a day? That's what we was doing? And then it got to a point that, you know, shit started happening. We couldn't link up, whatever. We had all of that radio footage from 2012, 2013, and 2014, bro. And the process of cutting those things up was a little different because those were just long broadcasts. Those were long broadcasts. So it's like <laughs> it's you have like, to listen. It's like even with this, like when Three cutting these up, hours, bro. to sit there and like bang these. Like, all right, this is what we talked about here. Like, and knowing where to try to cut. And like, all right, this could be one segment. This something else. And then I told you, going back to, you know, from where we started it into now, when we originally did this, we had a whole different setup vibing, you know, when we were talking here in the two hours before we went to like a segmented, you know, sort of style like we have now mm -hmm. and trying to cut those up. And it's like, well, especially like when we had the guests on, it's like, yeah, we did talk about this. But then even seeing how short like some of these like our conversations are before it's like, all right, we're on this topic. Like we're four minutes here, five minutes there. But these are so oddly contrasting they can't be together so this is gonna be a four minute podcast like you're gonna hit that quick and quick bite but before you get before you realize it you jumped on to the next one and it's it's seamless like that because of where the ads are set up now and then there was a lot of the classic interviews that we ended up putting that you ended up putting up uh like Robert, you know you asked me what was it, a couple weeks ago if i read you know 48 laws of power i told you i just read the laws i didn't read the whole book but we have Robert Greene on the show. We had bro. Robert Greene on. That's why I, I don't know if I would have read th that book or 33 Strategies of War without us interviewing him, bro. And I just re-downloaded them onto my phone um, so that I can read them again, man. I haven't read them in a few years. Uh, I feel like those are two books that anyone trying to do anything, I don't... And this is to know how to do it. Not try... Uh, 48 Laws of Power, now I'm going to be a super powerful person in the world. No. Like, it shows you a lot of the time how those laws weren't applied properly and they backfired. And even 33 Strategies of War, how it's not necessarily war, like bang, 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 shoot them up, go blow these fuckers up. But it's like view any conflict, not as war, but like it's a conflict. And conflicts need resolutions, and there's certain ways of going into conflict. And there are a lot of smaller conflicts people don't realize they end up in daily and shit. And he said that um, <clears throat> what he followed 50 for two years. Right for the, the 50th, 50th like I want to, uh, that's the one I probably should read is the 50th floor. Seeing as I've read 48 Laws of Power, I should read the 50th floor. And just seeing, I mean, it's one thing you you see people on TV all the time and shit like that. But the one time that I saw 50 Cent in person, you could just tell the the confidence oozing from this dude, bro. The way he was just walking through Sirius XM, crowds of people was just begging to take a picture of him. And he was like chill about it. He wasn't being arrogant. He posed with people, like. And then you have, you know, not to name names, but you got somebody like Chanel West Coast, who like. That's not. That's not. D-list, but then she'll start belittling people in the street. Don't know how to act. You, you had your little running, didn't you? I yo, she didn't believe it. That's why I told you. I felt lucky because after I made her wait in line. Two weeks later, that video came out. Three weeks later, her shitting on son in L.A. on the West Coast. 
I don't know if it's the fact that I was out here, like, I'm not wearing black jeans. I'm wearing, like, I'm outside. I'm in a suit, shirt, tie, like, gray suit, white shirt, black tie. Like, and I'm, like, just I'm trying to be cool. I'm smooth. Like, I, like I, I don't know how long she'd been standing there and how long she'd seen me out there interacting with everyone and, like, dealing with the cops, dealing with the crowd, people. Oh, but I don't know this person. They told me I'm on it. Like, there's no guest list like that. There's no one getting in. Like, like we're here. Like, it's capacity. No one else going in. Like, it's that. And, like, the way I had to reiterate that to a bunch of people, like, I don't know if she saw that and just felt my demeanor maybe. Maybe don't let me fuck with this dude or maybe be nicer. And, you know, and honest to God, like, I guess she realized that I was shutting down people, like, bigger than her. Like, that was there. Like, or that she maybe knew I be shutting them down too, then I'm definitely That's not getting it. a privileged mentality. And it was bro. just, yo, and it's like, yo, and at that point, people don't understand, like, if we're, like, we're at capacity where, uh, they weren't expecting this many people. We don't have security. Shit, something happened. Yo, bro, like the shit that falls downhill from that, getting sued, fines and all that shit, that all falls on the establishment. And then the security shit falls on us, like in our boss. So yeah. that affects our wages, everything. Like yeah, his insurance prices, that all comes down. And people don't understand. They, they don't, don't think care. that that matters, they bro. Don't care. And like, yo, the cop asked me, and we, like, she spoke to the cop. And it was, it was a young cop. I can tell you it was a young cop. He was trying to hope to get a picture, get some play. And he came over and asked me. I was like, yo. It was your bosses and the fire marshal that told me no one else goes in. I was like, if you want to let her in, let her in. I was like, I'm not saying yes. You are. And he was like, oh, no, no, don't talk to them real fast. He went in for two minutes and he took her upstairs. Even situations outside of like getting in somewhere. When that dude first approached uh, 50 when he was walking with that girl in the parking lot trying to go eat. And he was like, Yo, check out my IG, check out my IG. Like 50, like. Now he turned them away, but then he told them why. He's yeah. like, bro, that, that doesn't work. Like, what, you, what you're doing is stupid right now. And then the dude, gum, he goes and he comes back. And then at that point, you now you're crossing the line, bro. Now like, it's almost like you're stalking you me, bro. But like, that shit that happened when 50 he, was throwing the tables. Like, it was with the same dude, bro. Like, And, you know, it, it reminds me of when I, because we had met Jack Thriller at the Bronx, right? It was in... Um, it was at um, Extremities. Was it there? I yeah, feel like night, it was night, there. Nightline? I think it was Nightline. We was at Nightline. We saw Jack Thriller come in. We might have taken a picture, maybe. I think you have a picture. I think that was the day that we all took the picture together. Was it that time? Because as we were leaving, he was coming he in. He was coming in. We had already inter- but we had already interviewed him by then. No. No, we hadn't. We got the interview because we met him that night. Oh, I thought we had already been interviewed by then. And then once we had him on the show, that's when I went and met with him in the city. And I, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but he was nice enough to sit me down and, and put me on the game. Like, yo, th- you can't just show up with a CD. You look like that dude, like 50, like watch my IG. So just having that situation be handled the way that it was, because he could have just been like, yo, fuck off, Roach. And then years later after that, I remember I was at Perfect Storm. I go down the stairs to, to, to pick him up because he was meeting with Storm. And um, he noticed me. He was like, Roach? I was like, yo, it's good. He was like, damn, you move fast. And it was like a proud moment for him because he saw me do something stupid. And now he sees me with a corner office and all this shit. When he walked in, he saw the Bud and Roach banner on top of the shit. So he could see that shit was moving. And it, it, it all comes down to giving as much as you take. 